2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fuck Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you live every single day from the tierack.com studios. Tierack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tierack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Man, I hope you're having a great day. Um, a better day than my man Ramos and Bayer, who are just, not Bayer, sorry, Ramos and uh, Jason Stewart, who, of course, are, um, I don't even know if you guys are looking forward to tonight's game, which could very well be the last uh, Dodgers baseball game of the year.
3: Right. We love baseball. We love baseball. Yes. I think we're looking forward to watching it. I think they win tonight. They'll lose the series. Okay.
1: Um, so, look, that's part of the discussion, right? Remember last night, Texas eliminated the Baltimore Oreos, which th- there's, there's part of me that says that this is a real thing. I know the O's ended up with the best record, the number one seed, and they came out of what we th- what we always think is the best division because the Yankees and Red Sox are so financially invested. But we can also say that though Gunnar Henderson's going to be a superstar, or definitely he already is a young star, like that's a team that their regular season output was surprising. I don't think anybody thought they're really a 99-win team, did you? Okay, so with, with that in mind... Water does find itself. What's amazing, though, is the pitching that the Rangers have lost and are still able to compete and have great pitching in the postseason. We'll get back to baseball upcoming. Let's let's do this. Did you know that the Chiefs play the Denver Broncos tomorrow night? You guys know that? Did you know that the Chiefs have a 15-game winning streak against the Broncos? Now, in our lifetime, the AFC West has morphed, right? Has morphed a bunch. And Bayer can point this out, right? Seattle used to be part of that division. Um, But Chiefs-Broncos, you feel like, was always a really good rivalry. And, you know, the Chiefs, there was a time, probably five years ago or so, they had a nine-game winning streak over the Chargers as well. But the Chargers were a... A franchise which you felt like was forever down. The Broncos, well, they've won Super Bowls, they've been competitive, but they've lost fifteen consecutive times. So who can change that? Russell Wilson, take a listen.
3: I think the important thing is, is that we gotta create a new history, you know, and we gotta be able to do that with one play at a time, one moment at a time, one game at a time. Every game's a history of its own. And we gotta be a focus on this one and win, go win this game.
1: You know, if it wasn't Russell Wilson saying it, we'd like, yeah, that's the perfect thing, right? We start from this place forward. The problem is that Russell Wilson always has such a perfect answer that it just feels inorganic, doesn't it? Here's Pat Mahomes when he's asked about the streak.
2: When you play a team like like the Broncos, um, same with any division opponent, you, there's just another level of intensity. So I'm not worried about necessarily a streak or anything like that. I'm, I'm worried about pl- winning against a division uh, opponent. And I know just as much as I think everyone in this locker room knows that it's kinda, it doesn't matter what the records are. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a hard-fought battle. Both teams are going to give everything they have. And so um, that's just the history of the of the, the matchup. And so uh, that's, that's the thing with me. It's not about the streak. It's about going out there and finding a way to win against a division opponent in a tough-fought battle.
1: This is Broncos defensive coordinator Vance Joseph asked why his defense has struggled so much.
3: It's been frustrating, you know, and it, it hadn't been fun, but my focus is, is is improving weekly. You know, it's it's been different for me and and these players also, you know, and it's been it's been bizarre a little bit. But um I get it. It's the league; it's a hard league. But no one's no one's blinking. Everyone's working, and, and I'm I'm plenty working to fix it. I thought last week it was closer. You know, outside of the four or five plays, we can't have those plays. You know, that's not NFL football. You can't run through the defense for 70 yards untouched. That's unseen. I'm I'm not used to that. I'm unfamiliar with that. So that yes, I'm pissed off about that. Absolutely, I am. But I'm not uh, I'm not broken. I'm working to get it fixed. But I'm not happy about that.
1: Um. They're bad. Their defense is bad. Dysfunctionally bad. And the idea that you're the worst defense in the NFL and now you're taking on Pat Mahomes, who hasn't been great, but they just kind of find a way. And what's interesting about Pat Mahomes using all the cliches, going to be a hard-fought battle. (laughs) Going to be a close game. Best team wins. Is most of his games are like that because the Chiefs play with their food. But of, of all the things that have to be embarrassing to the Broncos organization, and it's a proud organization, to lose fifteen in a row to a division rival. That that's the that's that's salt into the wound, right? That's the that's the line salt into the wound, salt into the wound. And it does feel like, and I could be wrong, but as much as the Chiefs are, the Chiefs are okay think about the distance they can put them between themselves and the Broncos or themselves and even the division if for example the Chargers lose to the Cowboys on Monday night if they get a win but when you're getting ready for a Thursday night game and and you think to yourself like we all do oh rivalry game they got to be they got to split every every series every year 2015 was the last time that the Chiefs lost to the Broncos? 2015. We're at 2023. Drake's hotline bling was the number one song. It's a good song. Most, most no It is it's a good song. I like that song. Yeah. Uh, I never saw this the the show Empire. Did you see the show Empire? I was never an Empire guy.
3: As it was gaining in popularity, I gave it a shot. Yeah, you know, it was pretty over the top. And then then the whole Jussie Smollett thing transpired over the next couple years. That kind of put a taint on it.
1: Um, Fifty Shades of Grey was the number one movie. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was the book that like every middle-aged married woman read and then covered up when you were like, what are you reading over there? Right? Oh, nothing, just something on my Kindle. You're looking a little flush. And of course, that was when Hamilton first hit it big, was 2015. Have any of us seen Hamilton... On Broadway, oh. off Broadway.
4: No, I saw the Disney pl- or the movie they did, but I didn't see it actually on stage. No,
3: Chase, do have you? Both. I uh, saw the Disney version, and then they were in town, I think, a year ago. And how was it? Um, tremendous. It's a great show, and you know, I'm familiar with all the songs. That helps. Like when you go to a musical, and it's like I, I think I saw *Miss Saigon* once, and you're just not familiar with the music. And it's, uh, it, it's, but if you go and you know the words of the songs, it's so much better. I did the same thing happened with that, uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, Mamma Mia is filled with ABBA songs and it makes it such a, a more delightful watch as you're like groove into the tunes and you know, the lyrics and stuff. I've only seen two plays in my entire
4: life. And that was Annie in 1978 and Evita in 1983, um,
1: those are musicals not plays okay
4: are we talking about well they're okay. musicals yeah I'm sorry musicals yeah, yeah. so those are the only two seen, I've ever seen. seen
1: okay do you see them on Broadway or well no, uh, you, no don't, you don't here like here in fly
4: LA. no 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 I don't, well I was 12 years older than 8 at the time so I probably could fly then but I saw him here at the was it Mark Taper Forum or something like that a Mark Taper Theater in Los Angeles yeah I got no idea
3: <laughs> what have you seen on Broadway Doug have you seen I have it? not
1: seen a lot of shows I've seen uh, I um, I love you you're perfect now change which is which was really funny um, and I think I saw Lion King once and that's it I mean I, I worked in New York City and I just I just I should have gone more it's like one of those kicking yourself three years working um, in New York and didn't go um and should have you know like you when you go every time you go you're like man it's kind of like church. Right, you go like, man, we should do that more often. <laughs> I mean, that felt pretty good. Yeah. Th- yeah. Therapy, church, and musicals, kind of all the same thing. You're like, man, I should do that more often. It's
3: only the, an
4: hour too for yeah. a, on a Sunday. Yeah,
3: I feel better. In the mid-90s, the one Broadway show I went to was um, Cats because it was the least expensive ticket, and I said, we have to see a Broadway play, and even in the mid-90s, it was Cats was like the joke for being too old yeah. and run down, and it was it was a butt of a joke, but I had to see a play. It was okay. It was okay.
1: Byer, have you seen any um, Broadway musicals? No. Okay. There you go. Good talk. Does, <laughs> does, 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 <laughs> Lisa, have, does Lisa have
5: the desire to see I, him? I, I la- she probably does. Um, I laughed because when you, you called John out on his play or a musical- I also would have been like I I I wouldn't even know the distinction. I wouldn't know if a play had certain songs, if there's a certain if it's just all cuz I did see the Hamilton and that would that's a lot of songs, so that's a musical, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Correct. That is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But if there's a song in a play, it's like right? There'd just be so I would have been I so I I chuckled.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think
5: because you were pretty harsh. like, that's a musical, well, a- Annie, is, <laughs> Annie, Annie,
4: is, Annie is definitely a
1: musical. Annie is definitely yes. a musical. What was the other one? Evita. Also a musical. Yeah. way, John. Idiot. By the way, John, <laughs> well, by I, I did see The Lion I, King, when, King, too. That when, when, was very good. When Madonna stars in it, it's kind of a dead <laughs> giveaway that it's probably well, a she, musical. Yeah. She was, she in, was, the, she was, she was in, in the, the movie, movie version. Right, yeah. Movie version of it, right? And there's a movie version of Mamma Mia as well. So... I cannot believe we got into we got into musicals today. We actually really did that, but there's there's the parallels there, right? You got the understudy, got a lot of different things with with with, with plays and musicals. Um, I
5: like that. I don't downplay it. I can understand Jason the way that he sounds, the way you talk about it, Doug. I understand like how. How great it is! And heck, we even saw in Hard Knocks when the Jets went, and everybody was enthralled of, of being on Broadway. I understand that aspect of it. I just don't fully understand because I haven't experienced it, so I'm not going to poo poo it and be like, ah, it's just not my. Yeah,
1: you don't fully understand what why it's cool.
5: I, I no, I just I don't fully understand it because I haven't experienced it. But what but don't
1: what don't you when you say I don't understand what part don't you understand? I I. The,
5: that like that experience, I can understand people like the the talent of what you see on stage, right. and what they do. I just don't understand because I haven't seen it. But I can appreciate what those actors, what those singers do. I just haven't done it. And so then to hear you guys talk about it and those experiences, and there, are, you know, there are others that you know. One of my best buddies who it's all we talk about is sports is like well if you ever go to New York you got to go to Broadway you got you got to at least see something yeah. when you're there yes. so like there's that appreciation no, I
1: I, I forever kick myself so I used to when I was at CBS I would uh, I was doing a TV show we were done and we'd get done at like 8:30 on tape and I'd go over, I had a 926 flight out of Orange County into Newark land go sleep at the Lon- at the, me at the London at the London hotel yeah, I get up and then I work at CBS, but then I'd fly back. If we had just one show. I'd fly back right afterwards instead of like, why don't I just stay the night and go see a musical, you know, and enjoy sure. New York. Yeah. What the hell was I doing? Like what am I it wasn't a money thing and I could have gotten tickets wherever cause CBS, they get like the best tickets. It was amazing. And I just didn't do it and I'd forever kick myself. But it's, it is one of those things where you go and you're blown away by the production by the choreography, like they're all moving together. Mm-hmm. and But more than anything, the actors and actresses, that they can sing, dance, you know, understand where they're supposed to be on stage. And you could say, like, they do it every night or whatever. Yeah, but it's 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 an art. It's truly an art. And, like, you get, and it's like you said, like, the songs are amazing. You know,
5: it's Like the exact opposite of the Denver Broncos,
1: 2023. Very, very good. Yes. Right? Well, they're like, a, but no, but there are, there are shows and I've never, I haven't been to enough of them, but there are shows that, you know, they do the reviews and they're like, they never make it to actual production because they get panned and they get killed because they're not any good. And that's what the Broncos are. You know, the Broncos are, man, wait till you see this year's show. We kind of took what we had last year with the script, but we redid it and wait till you see it. And then we say like, wow, this is way worse than I thought it would be Like way worse. Like, you're trying to make Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, they're not the same guy. And now you're trying to bring Vance Joseph in to run Vic Fangio's defense, they're not the same guy, and none of it works. And it's just a hodgepodge of, you know, actors and actresses that you think have some talent, but for whatever reason, not any good. Huh, look what we did there. That's not a bad take.
4: Now, death of a salesman would be a play. Yes. Okay. Correct. He's dead. He's dead. He is still dead. (laughs) Willie Loman.
1: (laughs) Willie Loman. Hello, Willie. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save progressive.com. You guys want to do a New York trip and go to a show? We got to get John on an airplane. I feel like he's B.A. Barakas, and we're going to have to knock him out. (laughs) You know, get some needle and it's, you know.
4: A gets- train, a train could get to New York. How does it that take like a week? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. that I'd like be- so? You're not scared of flying. You're scared of crashing in an airplane, correct?
4: I have anxiety. It, would that be okay. the same thing? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, like a- anxiety get, is okay. I can get into a train and travel to New York. That's you know. Dope. You know, there's train derailments, right? No, I know, but I just feel like I'm on the ground moving as opposed to in the in the air.
1: That's fair. It's a, it's you you're you're, you're it's like one of those, well, when you're up, you're up. When your time's up, your time's up. What if the t- pilot's time's up? You know? Hell, <laughs> You know?
4: I like that. What if a guy, in, are what what tra- a guy in three C's times up? Well, how, why do I get screwed in this thing? I like when you said, you know, you know there's train derailments, right? <laughs> there are. I know there are. Car
1: crashes, train derailments. <laughs> yes, a lot and of you, stuff. And if you stay home, bad stuff can happen yeah, as well.
4: You're 100% correct. Get busy Doug. living
1: or get busy dying. I believe that was uh, Clint Eastwood in, um, oh, what's the, it was an Academy Award mini movie where they were the... They were the hired guns for the women who were women of the night, but one woman got cut up. Which one is that? Unforgiven? Unforgiven. Get busy living, get busy dying.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?
2: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an
6: Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
1: If you like using debit over credit, do you think it's time to also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with Cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility in terms of discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover bank, member F D I C. Um the ESPN report
5: says that Richardson's shoulder could require surgery, and yeah. if that's the case, it could keep him out at least eight weeks of action. But right now, four games, Gardner Minshew starts against the Jaguars coming up on Sunday. I love how
1: people are critical of Shane Steichen for calling plays where he's gonna run the football like he runs a four four. Yeah. What, what what was the point of him running a four four if you weren't going to run your quarterback?
5: Yeah, no, exactly. It's the type of run that you can get hurt on that he got hurt on, and as if you're Richardson, you have to figure out a way to avoid those tough sort of hits. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson didn't practice today because of a shoulder injury that the NFL Network says Watson's dealing with a shoulder contusion. Kevin Stefanski is just saying that Watson is day-to-day. Dolphins did place Devon Achan on IR. Vikings did the same with Justin Jefferson. And UCLA, men's basketball coach Mick Cronin told multiple outlets the Bruins in Arizona have had talks, but not have, have not agreed to play each other beyond the season when they're in the Big Ten and Big 12. Doug, back to you.
1: That's got to happen. That needs to happen. Great series. Two iconic programs in the Western United States that that needs to happen. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. He's a seven-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, and a good friend of the program. He's Matt Holliday. He joins us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, uh, Keep it in mind, like, your son Jackson was the number number one overall pick in last year's amateur draft, and he's a top-rated minor league prospect. He is with the Orioles. But you and I, we had a great talk about the Orioles, I don't know, it was like two weeks ago. Um, What's your reaction to three games and they're done?
7: Well, I'm 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 a little surprised that they, they didn't win a game at home. Uh, you know, I, I think particularly game one, they had a lot of opportunities. Um, and then when you lose that game, you know, it's it, it stings. Um and then, you know, you come back in game two and, and the rookie uh young guy goes out and, and sort of lays an egg a little bit and, and you get down big and um Texas's offense is the kind that can compile on. Um, So they kind of got behind the eight ball by losing that first game. And then, you know, they kind of got beat up in the second game. And then you lose two and you're going on the road to Texas where they haven't, you know, sort of had many playoff games lately. Uh, You knew the environment was going to be electric. Uh, They get the early home run from Seager and, and sort of, you know, you could just feel. Uh, the series was over and and so um, I, I think they'll, they'll be better for it uh, a lot of those guys have, have no playoff experience and so um, they had an amazing season um, there was some holes I thought you know a little bit in the roster just because uh, it is the playoffs and, and you're playing against the best teams uh, but I think their payroll was second lowest in all of Major League Baseball and so uh, you win 100 games with the second lowest payroll. Uh, you have the ability to go out and spend and, and bring in some some horses, uh, and and you help these young guys continue to develop. And and you're you're staring at a at a, at a great opportunity over the next few years to do something special. But uh, I was surprised they got swept. But uh, when you go down 0-2, headed back to Texas, I didn't feel real good about their chances last night. Uh,
1: on the other hand, you got the Rangers who have not lost a postseason game. And yet they're, they're doing it without so much of their front leg. You know, they, you know, DeGrom was a big get for them. He gets hurt, right? Then they go out and get Max Scherzer. He gets hurt. How much credit do you give Bruce Bochy for being able to figure this thing out?
7: Well, I don't think it's any surprise. I mean, there just continues. There's just too much evidence that he has a major impact on, on teams and on games. I mean, he just...
1: But how? But how? Like, again, you played for La Russa, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like he was like an all time great and a really good postseason manager, he had his own way of doing things. And sometimes, you know, I think I I don't, I don't remember if it was when you called to the pen or what it was, or when he called the pen when you were playing. Remember one yeah. time he somebody picked up the phone, it was the wrong guy came out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it that Bochi does that's allowed him to be so successful that others fall short on?
7: You know, having not played for him, I can't tell you specifically, but I can tell you that he's always been known as a guy that's handled the bullpen really, really well. And whether that's feel, uh, gut instinct, whether that's uh, allowing guys to pitch in roles that they have the best chance to have success in uh, maybe creating an environment in the locker room that he's seen as successful and helping guys uh, understand roles and, and creating and helping to create an environment that that uh, is, is conducive to winning. Um, I, like I said, I, I never played for him, but I hear he's a, an amazing relational relational guy. Um somebody that has a great relationship with each individual player goes out of his way to know everybody, to know their families, uh to know what makes them tick, to know um to read read body language, to read um, you know, when a guy needs a day off. I, I think that there comes a, a a time when you've managed as many games and as many big games as he's managed that you have a, a, you have a, an idea of what you're looking at that maybe others don't. And so um, I don't know that there's any specific thing that I, I know or can see that it, he does well, but when you look at his track record, um, he must be doing something right. And he's done an amazing job of, of like you said, they've had – uh, bad injuries on the pitching staff, but um, you know they've done a great job of putting a bullpen together that can pick it up. And I, I think the one thing they have is a, is a very, very explosive offense. I mean, they they can score. They have a, a you know lineup depth. Uh, they have guys that they can hit the ball out of the ballpark, um, and then they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. So uh, they're they're a dangerous team. Um, you know, like you know, especially if, if Scherzer. You know, people are talking about you know that he's he's trying to get back for the. For the championship series, if if you get Scherzer back and and you have all of a sudden he's taking the mound in game one, uh, you feel pretty good about your chances. And I, I think uh, you know obviously the Twins are still in it, but an Astros Rangers championship series to me sounds like a lot of fun.
1: So so you've you've allowed the Astro there, there's not they don't wear the scarlet letter, do you? Because you were on the Yankees team when yeah. they were wearing buzzers and banging on trash cans. You, you've allowed that. You allowed that to to go away. You you can you can evaluate them clearly, even though you're on the other side of that deal.
7: Well, I mean, I, I think they're, they've they've shown to be a great team. I mean, outside of that, I mean, obviously, you don't ever. You know want that to, to happen it was, a, it was a black eye on the sport and, and certainly a black eye for for the organization but um, you know they have a great nucleus of, of championship caliber players that have proved outside of you know the, the buzzer situation that they can you know still win and, and win at a high level but I just think the idea that you know there there seemed to be a little bit of smack talk at the end with with Bregman and talking about losing the division or not winning the division and um, you know that that you know playing in, in your division you was know, a lot like we had with the Brewers Uh, back in I think it was 2011 we played them in the championship series um, you know, after a, a, a full year, and back then we played them 19 times, and, and just you know, there seems to be a lot of emotions and, and you know, teams start to not like each other, and and, uh, and then you wind up playing for the right to go to the World Series, and, and there was a lot of Chris Carpenter and Nigel Morgan got after each other quite a bit and, and during the season, and, and so I, I just like the idea that there's a little bit of bad, bad blood, it, it creates for a better watch for, I think, casual fans, and, and even for somebody like me who loves the sport I, I like when there's a lot of emotion involved, and I like that uh, when there's a lot on the line, and and uh, and guys are really going after it.
1: Um, okay, there's a lot on the line with Atlanta and Philadelphia. Atlanta, I think most people regard it as the best team by by a good amount um, in the regular season, and and an incredible roster. And the Phillies, I mean, they just obviously they got some talent there too. But mm-hmm. uh, to run yourself out of that inning the way that Bryce Harper did, and look, it can happen where you, yeah. you, you think the ball gets, ball gets through and it doesn't, you're trying to score. And they won the previous series on a kind of a sort of similar play. Um, but, but, like, look, you've been in those locker rooms. How hard is it to come back from, hey, we had a chance to take a two games and then lead to tie that game, force extras or whatever, and then we lose because of base running error, and now we're at 1-1 with a team that everybody knows is good. How, how much carryover is there one game to the
7: next? Well, I think in this situation, uh they're able to flush it pretty quick cuz they're going home. And and we they I think they've proved that has proved to be uh the biggest home-field advantage in the playoffs I think in the last couple of years. It just feels like a an a crazy energy. I've actually played playoff games there. It's a it's a fun environment to play in. I think they thrive in Philadelphia. So, I think you know, they probably it was a little bit deflating, but I, again, you live and die by Bryce Harper's aggressiveness, and and this is a guy that has has played with his hair on fire since he stepped into the into the major leagues at at 19 years old or whatever, you know, 20 years old, whatever he was, and that that's just who he is, and that's their identity as a team, and and sometimes, like I said, you die by that, and and I think that. A veteran team that obviously had a ton of success last year in the playoffs can flush that pretty quick. So um, I I think I look for them to be, you know, I don't think that has much carryover. I think that you know it'll come down to Aaron Nola and and, uh, you know whether you know that's a small ballpark and the Braves hit a lot of home runs. If he can keep the ball in the ballpark, you know they'll have a chance to win this game. And then you know if you get up this game. Uh, You know, you you feel real good about your chances at home to to clinch it to go to the the championship series. So this is a very fascinating uh, uh, series for me. It's it's probably the most exciting in my mind to watch just because there's so many star players all over the field. And I, you know, I think some people forget about you know the Trey Turner signing and you know when you got Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and, and Schwarber and you know they, they're they're matching uh, uh, pretty good offenses you know up and then this series so uh, it'll be interesting that's a, like I said that's a it's a great ballpark to hit home runs in and you got two teams that are that are capable of hitting a lot of home runs so uh, it'll be on these starting pitchers I don't know who the Braves I don't, did they announce a starter yet I think at one point they still had announced starter. Um, but they're going to be trying to keep the ball in the ballpark.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be Bryce Elder. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's Bryce Elder. By the way, that uh, that matchup when you guys played the Phillies, was it the third game of a best of three, right? And was it was it Wayno or was it Carp who pitched? And then you guys tore off his clothes.
7: Yeah, it was. The, I think it was the fifth game of a best of five, and Chris Carpenter pitched against Roy Halladay. And it was a epic pitchers battle. It was like
1: one nothing, um, and I think Carp threw yeah. like uh um, innings. Yeah. How, yeah, I mean it was, and then you guys tore off his clothes, right?
7: Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Howard blew his Achilles out in the last play of the game. Hit a grounder to second, took one step to first, and fell down and tore his Achilles. So it was, it was kind of an anticlimactic celebration because we're looking over there like, man, that dude's really hurt and you know but Chris just pitched a complete game shutout against I mean it was it was a legendary pitching pitching battle as, as they were you know best friends going back to their days of the Blue Jays and came up through the minor leagues together and and uh, the tension and like just the excitement of a game 5 in in uh, Philadelphia that year was was incredible and that that game was was definitely a special one
1: What's that like though to 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 bat in, in those environments, you know, because I, I tell people all the time, people ask about like basketball, like when, when it's so loud, it becomes kind of like white noise. Mm-hmm. Now, th- when, when I played in college, it was the old Gallagher was so loud that people couldn't you couldn't hear anything. But most like big arenas, it's loud, but it's more of like ah, on a baseball yeah. on a baseball field. How does it actually affect you as a hitter and as a fielder?
7: You know, I think more than any, it's kind of like, like what you talk about. It turns into like, you don't really hear it. Like you hear it, but it's, it's just a loud, you know, it's, it's really you start to go into the concentration of, of the batter uh, pitcher matchup. And so you try to try to, it's more about calming the nerves and trying to um, you know, swing at the right pitches and, and not be so let the adrenaline take over to where you're trying to do too much. You really want to, treat it like a normal at bat you know sometimes that's very difficult but um you know you're trying to trying to just engage in the in the one-on-one competition of of you versus the pitcher and and getting a good pitch to hit and hitting it hard um and and you know whether the the game dictates a you know ground ball to the right side and or, or whatever the game, you know, you know, sack fly. You're you're trying to to sort of contemplate and put together what needs to happen, what I need to do uh, in this situation for what's best for the team, and, and then go in there and execute it like you have, you know, your whole life or, or your whole career. So um, you hope that you can manage your emotions to to still get in there and be able to. Uh, put together the same kind of a bat that you, you, you know, you've trained for. Um, But, you know, sometimes it's difficult, you know, particularly, you know, in, in, in a huge moment or a huge spot um, where, you know, you know, the, the team's counting on you and the the whole world's watching. And so um, the best, uh, you know, can, can calm their, their heart rate down and and go out and execute. And so it's a, it's very challenging, but it, it, the noise doesn't necessarily, I, I don't think have much impact.
1: All right. Dodgers trying to stave off elimination tonight. There's a lot of people trying, you know, point out, hey, these teams that rested and you rest for a substantial amount of time, you lose momentum. Plus, as some of my guys would point out, hey, those teams atop their division, many of them, they didn't have challenging games the last month of the season. So if I was to ask you, a guy who's won a World Series, a member of the Cardinals, you've been in playoffs and won a World Series, you know, you, you, did the, you didn't touch home play with the Rockies, right? And you with the Yankees, you're in the playoffs. How would you. Build a perfect playoff system, and again, I, I need you to know this: we're not taking away any playoff games or teams. They're not; it's too much money. They're not taking them yeah. back. You can expand. How would you do it?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that you can do is make the, you know, if you give the, the make a seven-game series here. You know, I think that the problem with this five-game series is like with the Dodgers. Okay, so they've knocked the rust off per se in the first two games, and now they're on the brink of elimination and going back to Arizona where the you know that it's going to be a wild atmosphere and 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 they're going to have the you know the Diamondbacks have to beat the Dodgers nine more innings to to advance and so um i i think when you talk about that'd be the only thing that i can think of without you know so you, as you say they're not going backwards they're not taking teams back out i mean they're they 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 want these games they're you know it's making a ton of money off of it it keeps fan base is more uh, engaged, longer, which, you know, keeps more money coming in, you know, for the owners and the the players. So uh, the only thing that I can think of that would – you know the people have talked about that would would help uh, teams like the Dodgers and and maybe even the Orioles and and uh, you know the teams that, that have the Braves that have that have been sitting is is you give them a seven game series and you give them a chance to sort of knock the rust out without it being uh, too late and and to where you you know you, you lose three games and and now all of a sudden you know you're out of the playoffs and um, you know you, you sat for four days and and a lot of your guys lost their their rhythm or maybe you know some of the hitters. You know, aren't quite as sharp because they've been sitting for four days. So that'd be really the only thing, Doug, that I think can think of that might, you know, add a a little bit of a give give those teams uh, maybe a reward for being, uh, you know, the the best all season.
1: Matt Holliday's a seven time All Star, four time Silver Slugger, and uh, also a dad of the number one rated minor leaguer in baseball. Matt, thanks so much, dude. Awesome stuff.
7: Yeah, thanks, Doug. Thanks for having
1: me on. All right, pickleball next week on you, no question. Let's, let's, uh, coming up next in the Doug Gottlieb show, live from the dot studios, we're going to introduce a new game.
2: New game! Next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We
2: haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
0: And Stan, we
2: do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
6: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
1: Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place. not save progressive.com. Oh, it's debut time. Dan Byers has got a brand new game. It's got that new game smell. No, wait. That's me. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. Let's get to game time. Game
2: time! This is game time. game time. On the Doug
1: Gottlieb Show. All right, Byers. we're going to cut this thing up put it on digital as well. So it's <laughs> called what? The game today, Doug, is... For better... Or worse?
5: I basically give you two subjects. You just have to tell me what's better or worse. Am I married to
1: this game? Oh, very good. Hopefully the
5: audience is engaged. Uh But we will will see after episode one of season one right now. Doug, for better or worse, Russell Wilson or Daniel Jones? Right now, the way the two are playing, for better or worse... Russell Wilson or Daniel Jones? Wow, that's. Um,
1: I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. It's close. My, my thought on Daniel Jones is I'm not. It's not as far a difference as anybody would think, because he can run for stuff, whereas Russell Wilson doesn't run nearly as well anymore. Mm-hmm. But at least Russell Wilson has done it. At least he's accomplished it. At least he and you know they did have the comeback win over the Bears. Like there are some stuff. Granted, he was helped out greatly by it, and I think. He hasn't been atrocious. Daniel Jones has been atrocious. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. All right, Doug. For better or
5: worse, Dak Prescott or Tua Tonga Wow. Um.
1: Does recency bias come into of course your mind? It, of course, yeah. it does. Uh, I'm going to say Tua. Um, I think. I, I mean, I think Dak's a better you know, like leader. He's got a better body, should be a better runner, although he doesn't run nearly as much. He's not as accurate, but uh, I don't think Tua is great, but he's in the perfect system for how he plays. It's a perfect fit. It's designed and tailor made. Are there flaws? Yes. I'm going to go Tua.
5: All right. Switching gears for better or worse the Texas Rangers or the LA Dodgers? See how, how our Dodger contingent response to this answer
1: I, I i have to go with the rangers one they've advanced to the cs already um two i mean those guys know those guys are anti dave roberts guys but dave roberts has to go literally by a book by how 9000 making those decisions as opposed to it feels like Bochi gets to make decisions on his own so i'm going to go with with the with the rangers
3: you talking about this current postseason or are you talking about overall would you rather be just right the, now right now organization yeah. uh, i right know yes yeah that's fair
1: yeah. yeah John, you're good with that
4: I, I am good with that yes
1: by the way, people love that new uh, ball players love that new stadium love that new stadium I right, go ahead I
5: can't stand the way it looks on TV I,
1: I, it, I don't think it's about how it looks on TV no I, I know but I, I think uh, I think it's the amenities the layout I think people love it
5: yeah it was players my, love it. my proposal for the midway coming up but uh, we'll Which is see what? If, I don't I just what's what stadium you love and hate the most? Postseason, yeah, because it's just it's so generic. And maybe if Texas goes on a run and you see games there over the next decade, maybe we become accustomed to it. But to me, it's just so cookie cutter. Anyway, that's for another time and another place. Uh, the annual NBA GM survey is out. Yeah, okay. The Celtics and Nuggets were actually both picked. Uh, received thirty three percent of votes on who will win the NBA Finals. Doug, who's better or worse, Celtics or Nuggets?
1: I think you have to go with Nuggets. Uh, one, they're they better. Yeah. Uh, they're better. They they won the last one, and uh, you know Jokic is a guy everybody's trying to catch up to. I mean, the, the reason you go with the Przingis is, hey, we got to get better at the five. We have to get bigger to match up to them. I still think you know. I mean, Jamal Murray is just now back into form as he was in the bubble, and I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to get better. I I I think Nuggets. All right, here's a three-part question
5: for better or worse. Fall slash autumn in September, October, or November.
1: Wait, wait. Sorry, I got a two-minute cue. In, that's, okay, a
5: minute. that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Fall or autumn in September, October, or November. Which one is better? Because there are different falls and autumns. So there's a different feel. Wait,
1: so, what? What is my, my first choice is fall, and my no, second choice no. is autumn?
5: Uh, no, it's autumn. The season, do you like fall when it's September? Do you like it when it's October? Or do you like it when it's November?
1: October. Okay. October's the greatest month in the calendar. Uh, By and large, most of the leaves turn in October around the country. And the weather is still bearable, even the cold parts of the country. And we get meaningful football and incredible baseball, and we start to get a little bit of basketball, and I think you know the weather turns in November, and baseball goes away in November. So I'm going to go October. There are some places where the peak uh, peak foliage, is in August. Yeah. yes, is maybe already passed. Yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, finally, Doug, for better or worse, plays or musicals, musicals,
1: musicals. Wow. Greece, by the way, favorite musical. That is game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This
2: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, buyer, guess what? You win. Thirty. All right, you win. Um, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, we're live at the tyrack.com studios. We're gonna. It's not just baseball though. We'll do what are the best sports venues for postseason sports? Okay. I want you to think about it on social media, at Gottlieb Show, Instagram, or X, and we'll talk about it here next. It's part of the midway. It's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At
2: Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.